Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Home Depot ends May 3rd. This world has its limits, but in the all-new, all-electric Nissan Aria, you've got a world of possibilities. You can leave it all behind in serene interiors, or you can go after it with available e-force all-wheel drive. Go your way in the all-new, all-electric Nissan Aria. Nissan Aria with e-Force not yet available for purchase. Expected availability early 2023. Subject to change. E-Force all-wheel drive is an optional feature. E-Force cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. For nearly 18 years, we've been delivering brand new vehicles right there in the Memphis market. And now we're excited to announce that Red River has a Toyota store right here in Wynn, just a short hop across the river to get the best deal on a new Toyota than anywhere else in your state or our state. Or we can bring it right to Memphis and drop it off in your driveway. You can order yours online right now at RedRiverToyota.com and we'll bring it to you. So check us out at RedRiverToyota.com or come see us and win. Are you a maintenance mechanic, diesel mechanic, welder, or compactor repair person? Are you looking for a different kind of company and culture to be a part of? At Waste Connections and Team Waste, our employees reap the benefit of realizing their potential with our trust and full support. As a second chance company, we offer competitive pay, a sign-on bonus, tuition reimbursement, tool reimbursement for our mechanics, and at the end of every workday, you get to be home. Our culture is built on taking care of each other and the communities we serve. Apply today at careers.waste.com. WasteConnections.com and become a part of a great team of people. It's 2 p.m. in Memphis. Giannato and Jeffrey time. Get off the fence. Live on Memphis's sports station. 92.9 FM ESPN. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Giannato and Jeffrey show. Coming to you live from Memphis, Tennessee. My name is Jeffrey Wright. You can follow me on Twitter at jwright 929 espn Mark is live at shootaround at Crypto.com Arena. He's going to join us here in just a moment. Quickly, let's set the schedule before we bring Mark on the program. Eric Hasseltine going to join us. They were traveling yesterday, so he's going to join us today. We'll, of course, get his thoughts on Game 6 tonight from Eric. We'll get into the list during hour number 2. Games, events, sports of the weekend as well. Our favorite games of the weekend. We'll do that as well during hour number two. We'll tell your story and then we will get out of here. But now let's welcome on the Commercial Appeals lead sports columnist. The lead sports columnist of the number one sports section in the state of Tennessee. Top three sports columnists in the state of Tennessee. Barely tied for eighth best sports columnist in the United States of America. He is live at Crypto.com Arena. How are you, Mark? I'm doing good. Doing good. I just got through with, uh, I I think they're still doing a little bit more over over at Shootaround, but got to see a decent chunk of it. Talked to Jaron Jackson Jr. a little bit. Um, He talked to the assembled media, if you will. Um, Yeah, it's, uh, well, 
should we start off with the with the, the lead with a, a Luke Kennard update? Yeah, I think that's unless you know unless you can think of something bigger. To me, that's still the biggest story as we head into tonight. So yesterday, Taylor Jenkins said, you know, he's listed as questionable. It was listed as shoulder soreness, um, and Taylor basically said it's going to come up, go right up to game time in terms of determining it. I can tell you this: during shoot around, uh, he we while everyone else was attempting shots, he was not attempting any shots, and I did not see him use his left arm whatsoever. Um, so I would say. Based on shoot-around, I came away uh, less confident that he is going to play tonight. Um, and I'll be honest, when I asked Jaron, I go, what does it do for you guys, the uncertainty of whether he's going to play or not? The answer Jaron gave was not a, if he plays, this is the case. If he doesn't play, this is the case. He gave the, if he doesn't play, answer. Yeah. And, like, and like you know, talked about it and, and did not, there weren't a lot of conditional words in it. It was like, People have to step like it. It sounds like they are preparing as if he is not going to be available tonight. Yeah, this would be one of the biggest rope dopes of all time, right? Um, I I think so. I mean, I guess or maybe they're going to wait up until game time for him to test out. But I would think, and may you know, they could have. This could all be. Yeah, you're right. It could be a rope dope. He could have done it while you know, because ultimately shoot around, except for the finishing portion of it where they're just, you know, shooting threes and free throws is closed to the media. He could have tested it out then, and they're just trying to, you know. Keep him uh, guessing. Yeah, keep keep the Lakers guessing, I guess. But um, I'll just, like, you know, as Taylor said, it's going to come up to game time. But I would just say, like I said, I came away from this shoot-around less confident that he's going to play tonight. Yeah, I guess the only – I guess the only thing that could possibly – you can make a case for other than like, okay, this is a, you know, hey man, we're in draft season. Could be trying to keep guessing football, you know, football brain takes over. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you're going to try to shoot it up tonight. And obviously, you know, if, if you're at shoot around, you're not going to, sh- you can't, you're not going to shoot it up twice. So maybe, yeah. you know what I mean? Like that. And, and hey, obviously it hurts a lot, but I don't know. I just feel like it's trending towards, I don't think we're going to see him tonight. Yeah, no, and then what what becomes the question is how do the Grizzlies adjust? And a, you know, it was interesting reading Taylor's comments yesterday. Um he mentioned the obvious candidates of Roddy and Conchar, but he also brought up Zaire Williams' name. Um and that could be interesting. Um I know he hasn't done much this season, but you hear what the how the Grizzlies are talking these days. Like they've realized it felt like you know why I think everyone felt so um, so different after game this game five as opposed to say the Warriors game five was yes obviously Ja was in the lineup and Bain was healthy but also it just felt like they feel like they figured out something in these last couple, even game four too but like they feel like they're they're playing better basketball now in this series um, and um, part of that is I think they've really sort of realize and embrace like yes the lakers are good in transition they're really good at like you know getting those as you put it cherry picking buckets um LeBron but, in gen- but in general a fast pace of play favors the grizzlies and we saw last year like zaire williams thrives in a fast pace 
sort of setting. And so maybe he maybe he's a guy you inject in there as kind of a wild card and see how he does in the first half. Maybe, you know, put him in there with John. Maybe that, you know, like that last year that was kind of their specialty was him getting alley-oops from John in transition. Um, maybe that's a wild card they can spring in this game tonight um, if Kennard can't play. Doesn't game six feel like a maybe not the appropriate time to, I don't know, experiment? Yeah, I don't know. Well, you know, at the same time, you know, we saw what it looked like. I guess it's like the it, yes, but also we've seen what it looks like with Roddy and Dylan Brooks, and it you know, and the spacing doesn't necessarily work. I, I don't know. Well, they they're going to have to play someone in place of Kennard, right? I mean, it's either going to be Roddy or Zaire, probably. I guess this is my thing. If you got to try something, okay, but my biggest problem with Zaire this year, you know. He when he's on the basketball floor, he just looks so unsure and uncertain. Yeah. No, you're right. And, and and in a moment like this, is this really the time to dunk now? The ball? But you do. Right. I know. I know. This is. Let me tell you what. You'll probably have your. You'll probably have your notes ready to go. A little hometown hometown hero night. Yeah, yeah. Back in back in L. A. With you know? with yeah, Bron yeah. Bron maybe maybe that you know Bron Bron like, his old teammate in the crowd and possibly. and afterwards LeBron will be able if the if he has a big game LeBron will be able to tell everyone I knew this when he was 15 man I knew it <laughs> He was coming over my house yep. for Taco Tuesday mm-hmm. I saw him in the driveway I said that kid's got it um <laughs> yeah um, no but and but then you know I mean honestly though I mean we're talking about that here the reality is if Canard can't play it's you know you're going to need a better offensive effort from Dylan Brooks. Like you, that's the, that's the reality. And like Jaron talked about it, like, um, you know, ultimately I think they're, you know, the players are viewing it as, you know what, like they're, he's eventually going to have a good shooting game. Um, that sounds nice more like a challenge. Six. Yeah. It'd be nice for it to be game six, but I mean, that's the reality. Ultimately, if Kennard can't play, it means Dylan is going to play a major role. Um, in this game, and um, they need him to play better offensively. Yeah, I think that's kind of the other question. And it, admittedly, like I could be at fault here. Are are we making too big of a deal of Kennard? Because in the end, like he played seventeen minutes, and yes, those were those mm-hmm. were highly productive minutes. But don't you think that more or less overshadowed just how good Ja, Jaron, and Dez, or Ja, yeah. Jaron, and Dez? Like in the end, if those three guys play well. The Grizzlies are probably going to have, if they don't win, it'll be someone else would have to have had heroic performance. Yeah, I mean, we went, we, we have a roundtable, me and DeMichael Cole over at commercialfield.com, and one of the questions was, why will the Grizzlies finally win as a road underdog uh, in game six? Um, and my answer was, because Jod, Desmond Bain, and Jaron Jackson Jr. have it going at the same time, finally. And, you know, they combined for 82 points in game five the most they've ever collectively scored together in the same playoff game. And I think it might take, it's going to take that and maybe a little more in this one, to be quite honest. Cause I think you're not, LeBron is not going to float through this game. Like I think you were going to get a good LeBron, you know, a good LeBron performance. And I would suspect you're going to get a good Anthony Davis performance. And the only way to overcome that is if your three guys play great, you know, your three supersede their two. Yeah. Um, that that's that to me is you know I know I know it sounds simplistic and no duh, but like that's what it comes down to, right? I mean, these are the types of games. You know, typically 
you know, the role players don't decide these types of playoff games. Yeah, especially this late in the series. You know what I mean? Like, everyone's kind of... Like, you can see where they help early on because maybe there's not as much, you know, there's not as much game planning. But it's almost like once you start... Once someone that's kind of like a role player ends up costing you, you start to game plan a little better, and then you kind of neutralize them. And then I feel like it just... it, It becomes a series of, you know, whose best players are playing better. Because I do expect, I expect the Lakers are going to make Desmond Bain. I, I, I contrary to what you may think, like they they they've called John Morant the head of the snake, like LeBron and AD refer to him like that. But I think they're going to focus a lot of their defense on Bain tonight. That's what I would do if I were them, um, because I think Bain is the one. It, it feels to me Bain is the one who has really given this team a lot of confidence. His play over the last couple games has, I feel like, elevated everyone else in some ways um, because they, you know, it's just, it's just nice to see him. He was getting these looks early in the series, um, and now he's knocking them down. And you do wonder if the Lakers go, you know what? Like, let's stop. Like, I know we've been treating John Moran as the head of the snake, but wouldn't we rather, you know, give up some dribble drives to John Morant as opposed to like letting. Desmond Bain go wild from outside. Yeah, and also, you know, I know Connor has made the comp that, you know, Des really profiles a lot like like Clay Thompson. Mm-hmm. And Mark, if we're using the example of 2016, the Western Conference Finals, when the Warriors came back down 3-1 over mm-hmm. the Thunder, Clay had a massive game six on the road. Like, I, mm-hmm. the, I think he scored 41, like, in big second half. Maybe it's the stars are lining for Des to have one of those nights. I think that's what you're going to have to have. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 your best players are going to have to come up huge. In this. I mean, the, the reality is they are going to have to do something they haven't done all year, which is win one of these games against, you know, win as an underdog on the road. Yeah, and they've not done it since it. January of last year at Denver. That's it's just it's just wild that that is actually true. Um, but yeah, it's going to be. Uh, It'll be fascinating to see what the slight adjustments the Lakers make. Like, I expect we're going to see, like, if you really looked closely, for instance, like the the Grizzlies really feasted in those non-Anthony Davis minutes in Game 5. But if you looked at it more closely, it was interesting. When the Lakers played Wenyan Gabriel, so yeah. essentially had, like, another big out there rather than playing small, it was actually only a 12-10 advantage for the Grizzlies when AD wasn't out there. When they played small with no Wenyan Gabriel, and it was like just Le- essentially LeBron was the biggest guy out there, um, th- the Grizzlies outscored him 20 to 4. Um, so I suspect the Lakers' slight adjustment for sure is going to be changing the personnel that they play when Anthony Davis is out, like either playing Wenyan Gabriel or Mo Bamba or someone like that. So they have like a real big in there. So, cause like it felt like when Anthony Davis left the game, the Grizzlies were just like, all right, time to go to the rim, you know? And, they and, just, and that know. was when they got, they got a lot. I don't, I don't know if you have that, but they got a ton of offensive rebounds in those moments. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and you know, so and, I and think to your point, Darvin Ham, Darvin Ham was actually asked about that. I know you you were in the locker room, but I, I watched that press conference, and he was asked about it, and he was trying to like not tip his hand, but he did admit like we were tr- we were trying some things out, and you could almost tell it's like I do. The more and more I think about it, the more and more I think the Lakers kind of viewed that as 
All right, we obviously are going to like play to win the game, but I think when the game started getting out of hand, I think they were kind of experimenting. Like, what are some adjustments we can make? And I, I, I mm-hmm. think you're probably onto something there. Yeah. So, um, going to be a fascinating cat and mouse game. Should be a another great environment, though. Um, and um, you know, hey, this is this is where these are the types of games where reputations are made. Like, let's just be real. Like, um, you play an 82 game regular season and. Yes, like it's you know it's it's great when you're a special player during the 82 game regular season, um, but the the true like all NBA guys they make their names by going out and you know performing in these high intensity high pressure situations, um, and so this is a you know these for these young Grizzlies they haven't had you know they haven't how many of these have they truly had where all three of their top players were available. Um, I know they're dealing with injuries now, just like they were last year. Um, but, you know, it feels like, you know, the, 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 the golden state play in game um, when they had, they had everyone available, but even that was Jaron coming back from the knee injury. Same with that jazz series, especially that. Well, and then also does Des and, and Grayson were splitting time at that point. Yeah. No, and I'm thinking like game four. Remember game? Remember they stole game one against yep. the Jazz, and then it was like they lost two in a row, and then it was like game four was when like they had a chance to win it at home and send it back to Utah two two, and they didn't pull up. But again, it was you know not fully formed or fully healthy Jaron um, last year. You know I would count game six and game five against the Timberwolves as really big moments for this team. You know. Um, where they really came through uh, with all three of their guys. Um, but then obviously the Golden State series, you know, Ja wasn't playing at the end. So they, they've, they've got very limited experience with this. And this, I mean, this feels like, don't you agree, like for this group, like if we to talk about this from the Ja, Dez, Jaron, if we call that the, the Ja, Dez, Jaron generation, this is like, I mean, this is the biggest game they've ever played together, I think, tonight. And if they win it, Game 7 will be the biggest game they've ever played together. Yeah, I, I could make a case that I actually think beating beating the Timberwolves last year was more impressive because I think that they were a better team. Obviously, there's more that goes into it. I mean, clearly we've seen Minnesota has problems finishing games, and this mm-hmm. the Lakers clearly are, are much more mature at that point. But the reality is, like, no one's going to remember, like, that series. But if you beat LeBron and if you came back from a 3-1 deficit and gave LeBron his first series loss, like, yeah, that, that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a big-time resume line. Like, that's something, that's something that you will be remembered for. Yeah. So what, are we going to be talking about a game? Are we going to be talking about the Grizzlies having played a game seven on Monday? It is Friday, so we talk about what we're going to be talking about. What do you think? What's your gut? It's so weird that does it not feel like I feel like an, another underrated like storyline of the season doesn't it feel like every time this team's about to get on track there's some kind of setback Yeah I guess it's been a tumultuous much more tumultuous season than like I think sometimes it's anticipated. sometimes it's bad luck sometimes it's been their own doing but it just feels like this season was just defined is getting defined by just these moments where it seems like they can't get back on track. 
Uh, well, and here's the truth. I think this game, I don't think you're going to go win this game going away like you did in game five. I think you're going to have to go, you know, because another part of this is, we, we, you know, the big, you know, the big narrative is they haven't won as a road underdog. They've also been a bad fourth quarter team this year. And John Morant specifically has not been a good fourth quarter player this year. Um, and you are going to probably go need to, you're going to need to make some plays in the last five minutes of this game in order to win it. It's going to be like game four, it feels like. No? Don't you agree? I would suspect. I mean, the only way I see the Grizzlies winning in a blowout means, like, the Grizzlies would just have an uncommon shooting performance, right? Like, this is like, you know. When have we ever seen LeBron get blown? I mean, I guess the the only time you see LeBron really come up small in moments like this is when he's, like, about to leave a place. You know, like the only times that you, I can remember him really like he may not win, but I can only remember like coming up, truly coming up small and people going like, what the hell was that was when like, you know, he was about to leave Cleveland for Miami. And when he was about to leave Miami for Cleveland, like, you know, like it doesn't, you know, he had checked out. He doesn't feel checked out on this team. He seems like he actually genuinely likes this team he's on. And so, yeah, um, I guess they'll allow it to be a blowout. I hear you there, but I do think, I mean, he's 38 now. Yeah, his true. His foot is clearly not 100%. Like, mm-hmm. what if it's not, like, I, I know that's the conventional wisdom, but what if it's just the reality is, like, he just doesn't have it right now? Well, that would be what the narrative, well, the narrative would be, like, you know, ultimately the Grizzlies' youth, superseded their experience if they can pull this off. Because I would suspect if they pull this off, it's going to be by, you know, up in the pace. And, you know, um, it's going to be three 24-year-olds or, you know, one 24-year-old and two 23-year-olds coming of age um, right in front of our eyes. Because, like, let's be real, like, they this version of the Grizzlies has not yet shown us they're capable of pulling this off. But they're only 20, you know, the main players are 23, 23, and 24. And so, like, frankly, they probably shouldn't at this point have proven yet that they can pull this off. Um, and so this is, a, like, this is a chance to do it. Um, like, we could be watching before our eyes the, the blossoming of the Grizzlies, if you will, as a postseason team. We could also be watching, you know, another humbling moment for them. Um, you know, ultimately. And so, you know, it can veer very sharply in either direction, it feels like. I do think that I would be surprised if it's a no-show performance. Like, I I would be very surprised if this resembles Game 3 more than it does Game 4. Yeah, I think think this is going to be a a really tight game the whole way. Um, That's what what I think. Um, Because I think the Grizzlies have figured out some things in order to be successful against the Lakers. But I also think the Lakers are home, and they've got two generational players on their team. Um, and, like, those guys, you know, those guys are going to um, make sure. Like, I think both those guys are showing up in this game. I think I think LeBron and AD, I don't think either of them are going to have bad games tonight. I think this is going to be a game where the Grizzlies are going to have to prove they can beat the Lakers when both those guys are playing well. I think so, but I still think, fairly or not, this tonight's going to get judged by when Dylan's on the floor. Mm-hmm. 
I don't you think well, like we've just, got, little, he, we've just got we've just got to the Kennard point where like he is going to be like the scapegoat or he's you know what I mean like if Kennard is not playing they, he has to hit some shots like that's just the reality he needs to be like you know they need him to hit like if he's going to take eight threes he's got to hit three of them you know and you know and and you know they're going to use him more as a screener it sounds like. Um, to kind of change things up on the Grizzlies. They've been doing that already. Um, but if Kennard can't play, you need him to keep the Lakers honest. Like, that's just the reality. And um, I, I think I think there's no – you know, you've got no choice if Kennard can't play, I think, in a lot of ways than to just, you know, risk it with Dylan, so to speak. Yeah, so this is interesting. I'm looking at the 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 – the net rate or the point, you know, the point differential, point differential based on lineups. So obviously, the lineup that has played the most in the series for the Grizzlies: Bain, Brooks, Jackson, Morant, Tillman. They've played mm-hmm. nearly sixty minutes of basketball. Mm-hmm. They're minus thirteen and a half per one hundred yep. possessions. Wow. There are only two lineups, Mark, that have a minus. Point, you know, a minus point differential per 100 possessions. It is mm-hmm. the starting lineup, mm-hmm. and then it is a lineup that has only played 629 together. Santi, Tyus, Kennard, Roddy, and Tillman. Every other combination they've played. Um, I'm sorry, there's uh, there's one more. I beg your pardon. Uh, Santi, Dez, Brooks, Jaron, and Tyus. That's the only one that doesn't have a positive point differential. Interesting. Okay. I mean, I think that's, but the, to me, like that is telling. It's yeah. The question is, like, telling you, it's telling you not to play Dylan, but you don't like. What is the option? Correct. Like, Canard can't play. It's Roddy, I guess. But I don't know if you want to put that much on Roddy. Is it Conchar? I guess maybe. Maybe it's Conchar. At least who he can, did? Uh, honestly, this would mover. this would be my this would be my this would be the question I would ask the coaching staff if if like that's the question we're posed. Who do you trust to knock down an open shot? Because that, to me, like that's the answer. And I think they would go back to we don't trust anyone, but we've at least seen Dylan do it in a playoff game before. Maybe not this year, but before. But I think that becomes the big question. I mean, we're all saying like we know if Dylan knocks down shots, like I think the Grizzlies are are probably winning the basketball game. The question though for me is, what happens if Dylan is not knocking down shots? Like what it. Are they? Is there? If there's no canard, is it still the quick trigger? Um. Well, I mean, I because think, there is one thing Dylan does that the other guy, like if the other guys don't knock down shots, like Dylan is a better defender than them. Like he at well, least is I mean, bringing you could something. Say, like I mean, I would say Conchar actually. Like I, I don't trust. I honestly like probably trust Conchar less than Dylan to hit a shot in a, in a big moment, probably. Um, but he does bring some other things to the table. He moves the ball well. He's a, he is a good defender. He is a ball mover. You know, like he can get the ball moving. Um, so there's that. But I don't know if I trust him either. Like I think I'd rather play. You know, take my chances with Dylan. To be honest, I think so too. And I think that's where it's headed. Like that's to me. Like that's kind of why when I say like fairly or not. I feel like Dylan is going to be the focus. Dylan is going to be the focus of, of whatever the result is. Like he's he is weirdly also though in a situation where if he just plays decently, like he's going to get a ton of credit, maybe more credit than he deserves, 
And if he plays poorly, or at least on the offensive end, like it feels like he's going to take all the blame. I mean, I'm cer- he's certainly going to. I mean, just based on what's happened throughout the series, if they lose the series, he is going to be the goat. I think that is that is right. Um, you know, now, you know. So now, I will say, you know, game. Remember, game six last year against Golden State, he played pretty well. He wasn't super efficient, but remember, Ja wasn't playing, and they needed someone to take shots, and he ended up with like a thirty-point game. I want to say. Yeah, but remember, it was kind of this. It's it's kind of like the Dylan Brooks experience. He played pretty well, and then in the fourth quarter, he just was bad. Yeah. No, in the four, in the fourth quarter, if I recall correctly, like Clay really had played well. Um, Remember, they took correctly. like a one point lead with I don't know, like maybe eight or nine minutes left, and you're sitting there yeah. thinking, like, oh my god, are well, they going to do this? And yeah. then then it became, you know, it became the the Desmond four. Bain the, well, the Desmond what, Bain experience. You mean Dylan Brooks? Sorry, Dylan Brooks. Sorry. Um, well, that's and that's what they're going to have to weather here, though. I think like. This is going to be a tight game in the fourth quarter, and they're going to have to execute down the stretch. Um, and it might, you know, if the if the Lakers execute their defense, that's going to mean Dylan Brooks is going to get two or three open looks from three that the Grizzlies are going to need him to knock down in the fourth quarter. He's, he's averaging down. four of those a game. Yeah, um, he has hit five. <laughs> um, no, like I'm just, I, you know, I was on the plane flying here last night, and I was watching the Hawks. Um, Celtics game, and, like, that's exactly what the Hawks did. The Hawks said, you know what, like, in game five, they dared, you know, they, they, Marcus Smart didn't come up big for them. Like, yeah. Marcus Smart is kind of, I know he's, like, a different-sized player, but he's kind of Boston's version. No, I, I, yeah, I, I completely agree. And probably he's better than Dylan Brooks, let's be honest. But Atlanta basically, down the stretch of that game, Atlanta was like, all right, like, Tatum and Brown, if they're going to hit shots, they're going to hit really tough shots, but we're going to have to give up something. And they gave up open threes to Horford and Marcus Smart. And those, you know, Marcus Smart missed his first couple and it looked like the Hawks might steal another game. But then down the stretch, he hit two huge threes when they just, you know, they left him, you know, like ultimately you got to give up something if you're going to load up on Tatum and Brown. And they gave up a three to Marcus Smart and he knocked him down and they won, you know, that's how they ultimately pulled away. And, um, that's what I suspect is going to be a similar scenario here. When it comes down to it, down the stretch, they are not going to. Tr- they are they are going to do everything they can to prevent, in particular, John Desmond from winning this game for the Grizzlies. They're going to say someone else has to do it. And when the rotations happen, when the ball moves, it's probably going to land in. You know, like there's going to be a moment in this game where whether it's Kennard out there or Dylan out there or Roddy out there, that those guys are going to get the ball in their hands and going to have to hit a big three or Conchar or Zaire, whatever. Like, that, that's just the reality of this, the way defense no, like that, work. To me, like, that's the – the reason why Kennard is so important is they play the same defense against whether it be Roddy, whether it be Dylan, whether it be Conchar. And I guess if you – I would presume if – if Zaire, if they are really true, if they are telling the truth about Zaire being perhaps another option, they're going to do the same thing. They basically, they basically play, they man up everybody, and then they essentially leave whoever's that guy. They leave him free, and then Anthony Davis just roams like a free safety. I mean, they, the the you have to play them out of the defense, that defense, and the only way you can do that is to hit shots. 
Like, to me, it's a pretty simple proposition. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, but, like, it does feel like, I mean, like, you look at it, but ultimately it, it seems like Taylor Jenkins believes they, you know, ultimately he doesn't, I don't think he think, thinks the Lakers can, like, necessarily outscore the Grizzlies if the Grizzlies' offense is going as it should. Um, like, when push comes to shove, They've done a pretty good job in this series defensively. Yeah, no, I, um, I agree with that. You know, like, like, yeah, like Davis has had one monster game that game three, but like, given your personnel situation, you've done a fairly good job keeping him like from being absolutely overwhelmingly dominant. Yeah, and you know, LeBron had the twenty twenty game in game four. But even in that game, like, and he made the all he made those big plays down the stretch. But like, by and large, whether it's you know Tillman or even Dylan Brooks, like, it's not like he's gone all. It's not like he's taken over a game except for maybe that at closed game four. Um, you've done no, I mean, LeBron. LeBron is shooting sixteen point seven percent from three right now. Yeah, he's actually shooting worse than Dylan Brooks from yes. three. <laughs> But it doesn't it feel like the big – he's hit 16%, but it feels like all of them have been big threes. Yeah, he, I thought the one he hit in game one, um, I thought that was a massive one. Like it, I think it was right after Ja got hurt, and bang, he hits that and made it like a three-possession game. But, I mean, really, that's kind of the problem. He's only hit six of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can kind of count them. <laughs> And then, you know, and then you obviously, you know, they've done, it feels like they've done a better job the past few games. Like, Rui Hachimura is not going off anymore. Um, D'Angelo Russell has had those two just outbursts, you know, at the beginning, uh, in the fourth quarter of game four, where he hit nine, he hit three threes in a row, and then he had eight in a row at the beginning of the third quarter of game five. But, you know, other than that, they've largely held him in check lately. Austin Reeves has gotten going, but it doesn't feel like he's gotten to the line as much the last couple games. Um, and um, so, you know, ultimately, this is going to come down to the stars. Let's just be real. Like, we can debate all this stuff we want. Like, this is going to be about who delivers in those big key moments. Is it LeBron? Is it AD? Or is it Jaron? Is it Dez or John ja Morant? That, I mean, like, we can overcomplicate this thing, but – when it comes down to it, basketball is decided by your best players. Yeah, the one thing, though, the one thing that I think is interesting, do you think Do you think the Lakers' game plan in Game 4, like when it got down to the fourth quarter, it was very obvious to me like what they had decided. And maybe speaking to your point, like if the Grizzlies are playing good offense, the Lakers didn't don't feel like they can keep up because they basically just turned it into like a Big Ten football game. It looked like we were live in Evanston watching Northwestern in Wisconsin just try to like run for a yard and a half. Like they basically remember like they were just they were basically trying to turn it into like a free throw contest. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what they're good at. They have the best foul shot disparity in the NBA this year. I mean, think about think about like you know like every time like there was a screen, like you know, like it was just it it just became like a it just became like a foul fest. Well, and, and what's funny, we're talking about LeBron, big shots. Well, his biggest shot of the series. Biggest play. The Luke Kennard screen. Series, yeah, be the screen he set on Luke Kennard. Mark, many people out there are saying that it is. 
I still think, tremendous I still play. Think the, I think the layup to force overtime in game four is bigger, but it might be his second biggest shot. Uh, if he can't tell play me, tonight... T- well, I think it's how tonight goes. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. It's if 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 they win and Luke Kennard can't play, and we're watching this and going, God, if they just had like the spacing with Luke, you know, like yes. if, and Dill, yeah, then we're gonna go. That was the second biggest shot of the series. No, it was but, the biggest play of the series. Biggest play. Yeah. No, I yeah. No, I still think the layup was because if the Grizzlies went in one game four, like the tenor, I mean, they'd be you know, like they'd be going home and they there's a decent shot they're up three two coming into this game as opposed to down three two. Yeah, but like if you win game four, if you win game four, you'd have all the momentum. It would have changed the complexion of the series, I think. It's still, it's still, it's still a bigger shot, but I do think it's kind of close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it'll be interesting. I don't know. We'll be talking about the Grizzlies Monday, regardless. I, my gut tells me, uh, my gut tells me they probably come up short because the history of this season, if you will, tells us that, you know, they, they struggle in close games and I expect this to be a close game and they struggle as a road underdog and they're a road underdog. That being said, I hope upon hope, like I would, I really want to cover a game seven in Memphis. Like I think that'd be just loads of fun and I think they would win it. Um, So I hope they, my, my heart, my heart says, Grizzlies win tonight. My head probably says they don't, but I'm gonna go. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna just listen to my heart here for for the time being. All right, Mark. We'll talk to you during hour number two, man. Uh, yeah, talk to Eric. Eric had a nice conversation with Dylan. Dylan with Dylan. I think he's the pregame interview uh, on 92.9 FM ESPN. But maybe he'll give you some insight into Dylan's mindset. Well, we'll do that next right here on Giannato and Jeffrey 92.9 FM ESPN. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Gets by quickly, hangs in the air. Oh, what a move. Are you kidding me? John Morant. Tonight, the Memphis Grizzlies take on the Los Angeles Lakers. We'll pregame for it all day on 92.9. Then, game six pregame with the Grizzlies Network is at 9 p.m. Tip with Eric Hasseltine, live from Los Angeles at Crypto at 9.30 on 92.9 FM ESPN. 92.9 FM ESPN is Memphis's Grizzlies station. Inventory is arriving daily at Gossett Mitsubishi on the Pike, and we're ready to put you in a new ride today. Great things come in subcompact packages, like your new 2023 Mitsubishi Mirage G4, 41 MPG Highway, buy for $18,245 or $299 a month, and take Sporty to a whole new level in the 2023 Eclipse Cross Rally Up with Rally Inspired Trim, $399 a month, or buy for $31,235 or 2023 Mitsubishi Outlander, seven seats, now $34,055 or just $4.99 a month. And you'll get peace of mind with Mitsubishi's 10-year 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. That's Gossett Mitsubishi. 1870 Covington Pike or shop online at MemphisMitsubishi.com If you want it, we got it at Gossett Motor Cars. All 500 military rebate G4 PHF 03721 MSRP 18745 Eclipse PCO 37627 MSRP 31735 Outlander PZO 12158 MSRP 34555 Includes all rebates and incentives 695 PF Excludes tax file and license See dealer for complete details Offer valid through 43023 With approved credit dealer stock only Hey, there's a new, faster, less expensive way to get a home loan here in Memphis. It's Loan Pronto, loanpronto.com. Started by somebody who looked at the process, said, my God, there's got to be an easy way, and this is a game changer. It's Jeff Calkins, Loan Pronto. Can you get you cash right now from your home equity? Check out their Express Equity line of credit program. You can keep your main mortgage intact, but still get tens of thousands of dollars out of your home. You can use that money to pay off all those credit cards with those 25% interest rates or to start a home improvement project. Loan Pronto's all digital platform makes it incredibly easy, very little paperwork, and you can get your money in as little as five days. And here's the thing, 90% do not need an appraisal. So call Loan Pronto now. They can do new home loans as well as full refis, super low rates, no closing costs. It is Loan Pronto, 901-589-2155, 901-589-2155. Equal housing lender, NMLS, 1661781, subject to lender approval. Gabe Coon here for Old Dominic. Are you a whiskey lover on the hunt for the perfect sip during the NBA playoffs? Look no further than Old Dominic Tennessee Whiskey, made right here in the heart of downtown Memphis. And might we add, the first whiskey to be distilled, barreled, and aged and bottled in Memphis since Prohibition. Old Dominic's newly released Tennessee Whiskey is now available in Memphis, Arkansas, and Mississippi. Look for their new Tennessee Whiskey and all their great products at your favorite retailers or ask for it by name at your favorite locally owned restaurant. But why stop there? Head on downtown and witness firsthand their state-of-the-art distillery and learn what makes Old Dominic so special. Whether you're stopping in for a refreshing drink while exploring Memphis, joining them for a tour and tasting, or finishing up a night out in style, Old Dominic has something for everyone's taste in an elevated yet relaxed atmosphere. Perfect for hosting that special event or even a wedding. But there's more. Old Dominic is the official spirit of the Memphis Grizzlies. Look for their new Tennessee whiskey and all their great products this playoff season inside FedEx Forum at their two bar locations where they're serving up craft cocktails. Old Dominic Distillery. Come say hi. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? So, you've got an oil change coming up. Consider STP Conventional High Mileage to save on motor oil for your everyday vehicle. Right now, 
you can get five quarts with an STP oil filter for only $26.99. Do the complete job for the right price. Get the parts you need when you need them at AutoZone or AutoZone.com. Restrictions apply. Attention Whitehaven, the Wing Guru is coming your way. The long wait is almost over. Join John and me Friday, April 28th from 4 to 6 p.m. That will be there along with all your Guru favorites. Guru Gold, Nashville Hot, the Triple J, 21 flavors of lip smack and goodness, whole wings, party wings, fish, and more. We can't wait to see you at the newest Wing Guru just down the street from Graceland at Elvis Presley and Reigns. Same great wings, new great spot in the heart of Whitehaven. Come see us next Friday, April 28th. I have so many people tell me they hear my ads on this station and that they want to know if I'm really as bad a golfer as everyone says. This is Sheldon Rosengarten with Mark Spensdorf Realtors. And yes, I hate to say I am. I wish I were in my 90s because I could then tell people I shoot my age. But being a bad golfer is not terrible because I devote so much of my time to selling homes to keep my clients happy. Over the many years in the real estate business, I developed a highly successful strategic marketing program, not merely a listing program. Using preparation, presentation, and proper pricing, it works. If you're thinking of selling, talk to two to three real estate brokers and make sure that I am one of them. Find out why people often say that when you want the job done, call Shell Dunn at Shell Dunn Rosengarden, 483-0546 or memphisrelocate.com. Do it now. Shell Dunn, 483-0546 or memphisrelocate.com. Giannato and Jeffrey broadcast live from the Red River Toyota Studios. Check out Red River Toyota in Wynn, Arkansas. This hour of G&J is brought to you by the next generation 10G network. Only from Xfinity. The Giannato and Jeffrey Show on 92.9 FM ESPN. The first inning is unpredictable. You can place a no-run first inning wager with confidence at BetMGM. Make a no-run first inning prop bet on any Friday Major League Baseball game. If only one run is scored in the first, you'll get your stake back in bonus bets up to $20. Take big swings all season long with BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, an official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Log into your account or sign up today with BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Tennessee only. New and existing customer offer. All opt-in is required. And rewards are issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. For problem gambling support, call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. Eric Hasseltine is the Memphis Grizzlies radio network play-by-play announcer. Grizzlies and Lakers tonight, 9.30 for tip-off. Pre-game will start at 9. Eric, we got a report that is maybe Dylan Brooks the subject of tonight's Grizz Files? <laughs> Yeah, we talked to Dylan. Uh, I just talked to him a little bit ago. So, yeah, uh, you know, it's tough in the playoffs because national pundits and everybody can uh, can come grab who they want, and uh, that's kind of how it works. So, um, yeah, Dylan will be talking to us uh, early, a little bit later on tonight. Isn't it fitting, though? Like, to me, he's going to be a big part of the story, like fairly or not. Like, I, I feel like he's going to be a big part because – if Luke Kennard can't go, I mean, Dylan's going to have to play. And, like, at a certain point, I feel like if the Grizzlies are going to prevail, he's going to have to play well. Yeah, he's – look, the, the, the bottom line is he hasn't shot the ball well. We all know that. I'm not telling anybody anything that they haven't seen for their own two eyes. So, 
if he plays well, this team's got a chance to win. I mean, look, I, I feel like it's been kind of left out because of all the other talk. The Grizzlies were 9 for 42 from 3 in game 4. Yeah. They were terrible in the corners. And, uh, uh, and with that said, you know, those are shots they normally make. If they make 3 or 4 more, granted, that's a big if. They didn't. And so you lose. But if you take care of the things you normally take care of, you're, uh, you're pretty good. You know, and so I think if they go out and play their basketball tonight, they got a real chance to, to extend the series to seven games. I thought the only game they really looked awful in, in terms of the start, was game three. They did not start game one well, but it wasn't terrible. They just missed some shots. But game, game three, they came out flat. Lakers jumped on. It happens in a seven-game series. Other than that, I mean, the Grizzlies have really played, I thought, the better basketball overall. Uh, you, you, beat, you just beat a team by double digits that had Anthony Davis go bananas for 31-19. and 19. So that's a big night for anybody, even for Anthony Davis. And granted, LeBron missed a bunch of threes. He was one for nine. But overall, I just think that the Grizzlies, if they find some success on the perimeter, will, will have a real chance to extend this to a seventh game. Is the status of Kennard the biggest story heading into tonight? I think so. You know, because I'm sure you've seen all the reports. He was there at shoot-around. He didn't have ice on it, didn't have a brace on it, um, but also didn't. nobody saw him take a shot. Nobody saw him do anything but just kind of rebound and pass the ball out. Nobody saw him try to attempt to, you know, work on, uh, see how it felt. So he's questionable. Uh, it, it is a loss because even though, you know, he only hit two threes, but two threes in a game can shift the momentum. So, And he, he spreads the floor when you bring him out there. So you, you have to be cognizant of where he's at. You have to stay connected to him or – you can really hurt yourself as a defense. So that's the big story. Um, you know, that's part of the war of attrition that are the playoffs. You know, we can sit here and talk all day long about how, well, if the Grizzlies had Steven Adams or they had Brandon Clark or they made threes, but that's the, the case is they don't have those two guys and they haven't made threes. And now they've got their backs against the wall and they need to, they need to play their best basketball of the series tonight in hopes of sending it back to Memphis for a game seven. I hate to be this reductive, but is the only way to make the Lakers play honestly – is you've got to start hitting some of those shots because it, it, I it, think so. it, to me, like the only way that they've played essentially straight up and played honestly has been when Kennard's on the floor. If he's not on the floor, like, like I hate to be like no duh, but it is kind of no duh, right? Yeah. No, they just sack three guys in the paint. They, they dare you to try to come in and try to attack. Uh, and that's why Anthony Davis is averaging almost five blocks a game. You know, he's just been hanging back in the paint and, and you know, the Grizzlies have to realize, too, and I thought they did a much better job of it in Game 5 and take it into Game 6. It's okay to pull up from 6 feet. It's okay to pull up from 10 feet. It's okay to pull up at the foul line. You don't have to drive it into a guy who's one of the best shot blockers of his generation. I mean, Anthony Davis is a terrific shot blocker. For all the other accolades, that was one of the things that was talked about him when he came out of college was this guy's timing when it comes to blocking a shot is next level. And he's really good, and he's really long, and he's still athletic at this stage of his career. So you can't just keep trying to drive it into his chest and hope you're going to either get a foul or get the shot away. Uh, the fouls are not coming as they might normally in a, in a regular season game, and, and the shots are getting rejected at a much higher rate because of it. In that, in game, if I want to take you back to game four in that fourth quarter, mm-hmm. obviously, you know, everyone's focused on the lead, and whatnot. I, I was more curious about this in, since you were there. It felt like in the fourth quarter, the Lakers decided. It felt like in the fourth quarter, the Lakers decided to make the game way more physical and almost turn it into like a free throw shooting contest. It felt like, you know what I mean? Like it, it just 
it didn't even feel like they were really running offense. It felt like they were just like running over people and daring the officials to, to make a call. Yeah, I mean, it's... Is that what we're going to see tonight? I would, hey, I would, if I'm Darwin Ham, I would tell my guys, just keep pounding on them until the referees tell you to stop. I would tell Taylor Jenkins, but Taylor Jenkins the same way. Now, we know that there's probably, you know, a little more of the um, leniency towards the Lakers because of reputation. Although, I I hate saying that because then it sounds like the referees aren't doing their jobs and they're doing the best job they can. We've talked about it's an impossible game to officiate. It's an impossible game to get perfect. No one can do it. So, you know, complaining about it is relatively pointless, it feels like. So um, I just think that you have to go out and accept the fact that there's going to be physical play and accept the fact that you're not going to get every whistle that you want and just move forward. I mean, look, in, in, if you want to break it down like we just did, the simple fact is these guys have got to just stop with the chatter and play their best basketball. If they do that, they will be just fine. I think they will be just fine. I think they have athleticism and youth and depth on their side. You know, even without Luke, if Luke is there, it certainly helps. But, uh, you know, I I just think that getting caught up in all the other stuff is is taking away the focus on what they need to be doing, which is just execute your offense. Do Do the things that got you 51 wins on the season, even without guys and, and what was the most roller coaster, tumultuous season that this group has had. I'm not going to say ever in the history of the team because there's been crazy things in the past that have happened. It happens when you're in an NBA season sometimes. But for this group, everything was relatively smooth on the uphill climb, as we've said. They, they, they achieved a high level of success, success very quickly. There weren't a lot of bumps in the road. There were things that maybe people didn't hear about, but overall it wasn't like this level of attention and they were this fun young group and everybody was behind them. Now all of a sudden that attitude has shifted and a lot of people have you know, voiced their displeasure with how the Grizzlies carry themselves and what they say. But in the end, you got to put all that aside and just go back to being you. Just play ball. And I think if you do that and you go out there and lay it all out there, even if it doesn't go your way, if you gave everything you had and executed the way you wanted to and you just lost the game, then you have to live with it. It'll be a tough pill to swallow. But um, I think if they do that, the odds are better that they'll force a game seven than, than not. Is this the best that we've ever seen Desmond, Ja, and Jaron play collectively? Uh, game five was amazing. 33-31 and 18, and Jaron was kind of passive, I thought, in the first half. But in the end, he, he ended up ramping it up and doing everything he needed to do to, to be successful. So you need that again tonight, especially if there's no Luke. And you, you need guys to just play like there's no tomorrow. Because truthfully, there is no tomorrow unless you win this game. So you got to play like that, and you gotta, but you, you got to do that without – getting out of your comfort zone, too. And I think they're playing terrific basketball, and I think this is a, a time where you take huge steps in, in maturing as a player and becoming you know, even better than they already are, which is pretty doggone good. Speaking completely hypothetically, not, not, not apropos to anything, can you take a Tordall shot on your shooting arm? Uh, I don't know. I, I have no idea. Um. I've never had to numb up anything. I was never good enough to worry about playing. So um, I would think that if they can get him ready, they can't. I mean, look, I, I don't want to dumb this down. I, I do remember a time where my shoulder, I slept on it wrong one night. I was supposed to play in a sporting event. And I, I literally said, hey, I don't think I can play. But then had a physical therapist kind of work through some things, use a massage gun on it, and, and 
you know, help out a guy who was on our team and, and eventually I could go. So there's a long way between now and seven thirty, and they'll do everything they can to get Luke's shoulder. Right. But if it's jammed and, and something bad happened and you haven't quite seen it, then, you know, you're not going to risk the future per se, even though this is like we said, do or die. This is backs against the wall. This is the end of it. And um, you gotta, you know, you really have to kind of look at it and, and say, can we get him out there? Can we do it without long-term damage? If you can, then I think he'll play. I mean, I think Luke, Luke will, if he can go, he'll go. If he can't, then it's going to be something that's potentially dangerous for the long term. I, I, you know, you won't see him out there, and he'll just have to figure out a way to do it without him. All right, make a prediction. Who do you think's the most famous person that's going to be there tonight? Oh, I would. Yeah, I mean, I gotta think Jack Nicholson will be there, right? I've I just heard think. he's in. I've heard his health is really not good. Well, I mean, would it surprise you? I mean, how old is the guy? He's 86, I think. Yeah, he's like pushing 90. I mean, dude, he, the one flew over the cuckoo's nest was released before I was born, I think. I also think um, that's probably a pretty well-worn 86. It felt like he got a, got a lot out of those. Uh, he's gotten a lot out of his life. I, I would hope so. I would have <laughs> if I were him. Um, so with that said, I mean, Flea will be there for sure. Anthony Kiedis, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. You got to think uh, the Kardashians are there. Did you see that tweet, by the way, where apparently the that uh, uh, what's the matriarch's name? The Chris the, Jenner. Chris Chris Jenner. Her boyfriend got up and like kind of tripped up Jaron when he was trying to tap AD or something. And no game four here. Like if somebody sent it out and like he goes and like touches one of the players, and I was like, wow. Like I saw the replay, and I'm like, who? Can-? I mean, and, and you know me. Like when people send this stuff out, and they get all uh, outraged and up in arms. I'm like, who cares in the end? Like it's, it didn't change the outcome of the game, but I was surprised that they, that there wasn't something more said about that, but I'm sure the Kardashians will be there. And especially with, uh, with Tristan Thompson on the, on the Lakers now. So I don't know, man, I was Adam Sandler was there last game. He goes to pretty much. Yeah, I remember game. He was wearing like that. He was wearing like that highlighter jumpsuit. Yeah, I, I would think Will Ferrell will be there tonight. He's been there. Uh, it looked like with his son, so I think they're just enjoying it. So yeah, those are—I mean, those are two pretty top-tier actors, right? Supposedly, like, Leo like was at. Supposedly, Leo yeah. was at Game Four, but I—I—I've been watching our boys on Bally's, and they don't do as much of the, the celebrity sighting. I think as ESPN or well, the national. They're celebrities themselves, Jeffrey. They, you know, when you're There's a celebrity 100%. at their level, you don't—you don't—you don't punch other down celebrities. No, yeah. you don't. You don't like for radio guys like me. I'm like, oh, right. that's cool. Hey, look, there's Leonardo DiCaprio. He's a big fan of my work. Joking because he has no idea who oh, I am. Yeah. I'm a big fan of his work, but uh, I try to make a joke out of it. Those guys, you know, Pete and Brevin are on a different level. And Rob Fisher is legendary around the NBA, so you know he's not going to go out of his way to to make sure that people are recognized when it's Flea that walks up to Rob Fisher. Yeah, and says, can hey, I get a picture man, with you? Great to see you. Yeah. How's the season going? Can I get a picture with you in your shoes? Yeah. And if you think I'm kidding, I'm actually that part I'm not. Flea has approached Rob when I've been with him and then is actually now recognizes me. He's like one of the nicest dudes you'll ever meet. He's a different looking cat. But he'll come up and say, like, Hey my guy's from Memphis. How are you? How are things cool? How's everything going? You guys touring? You know, it's like we're just talking to our old buddy Flea. Little bit, little did we know that he's also plays the trumpet and did the national anthem for Game Three. No, you always forget because, like, you just associate him as, oh yeah, he's bass the player. wild bass player that takes his shirt off. No, he's like a classically trained musician. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like all those guys, it's it's remarkable how good all those guys are, and um, even guys that play locally. You know, I got a good buddy that that plays around a bunch with a couple different bands, and he's mainly the drummer. But you know, he's taught me how to play guitar, and then I hear him play guitar, and I'm like. 
dude, you're an amazing guitar player on top of being a world-class drummer. That's incredible that you can balance that. And so it's, I'm always marveled at people that can do that. I've always kind of wanted, and I, maybe this off season is the off season I take the time to, uh, to, to figure out how to play the guitar a little bit better than I do, because I think it's just an incredible talent to have. So I'm always in awe of those guys and, you know, actors and actresses are, are gifted in terms of being able to memorize lines and make people believe things, and they're also gifted with their looks usually. Yeah, I was going to so, say, it, it's, uh, it also helps to be incredibly good-looking. Yeah, it does. It certainly does. But if you're if you're not, you know, well-versed and incredibly good-looking, all you are is just, like, someone that's really pretty. And we, those guys get weeded out. It's, it's a lot like the NBA. You can be 6'8", jump out of the gym, touch the rim, dunk, do all these things. But if you can't make jump shots or free throws in critical moments, you're just a guy that's probably going to go dominate a rec league. If you're just a good-looking dude that can't really recite lines, you're just a guy that's going to go into a bar and have a lot of fun. Uh, you know, there's a lot of women that are going to look at you. But, um, yeah, no, Flea's, uh, Flea's great. So it, it should be fun tonight. I, I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, I think the, the fact that Grizzlies were in two game sixes last year certainly helps them with being still a, a fairly young team. And, you know, the Lakers have a, a, an experience edge in that realm because this group with AD and LeBron, even though a lot of them are new, those two guys have won a title together, um, albeit down in the bubble, but they still won a championship. So uh, they, they're, they're a group that's been in these battles before, and the Grizzlies thankfully had two game sixes last year. One they won in Minnesota where they ended the series, and one where they lost, and um, it makes a difference. So we'll see how it plays out tonight. All right, last thing. What is the most like annoyingly expensive thing that you've had to buy there? Like, I'm not talking about like, oh, what was the thing you spent the most money on? What was the thing that the price that the price you sat there and like, are you kidding me? That's that's always my LA moments. It's gonna sound petty, but we left the game. It was the last trip we left. The uh, Ross Wood and I went to see the Clippers Suns game three. Yeah, and we went to a place called Tom's Watch Bar, which is right across the street. Yeah, and I ordered yeah. two beers, and the guy said thirty one dollars, and I said I left the stadium to avoid paying that. Right. And he said, and it was like just a draft beer. I was like, well, that's cool. I only wanted one each. And he goes, yeah, that's, that's the cost. They're fifteen fifty each. And I went, oh, nice. Good for you guys. All right, buddy. Have a good call. Hopefully we'll be listening on Sunday too. I sure hope so, brother. Thanks, man. That is Eric Hasseltine. Memphis Grizzlies tonight. Game six in L.A. Pre-game will start right here on 92.9 FM ESPN at 9 p.m. It's a late night. Tip off with Eric at 9.30. When we come back. Mark rejoins the program. We'll get into the list all during our number two. Stick around. You're listening to uh, Giannotto and Jeffrey, 92.9 FM, ESPN. If the Grizzlies fall, expect them to go out scoring. I'm Joe Ostrowski, here to help you beat the books with BetQL. Memphis held off elimination at home, but the series shifts back to L.A. with the Grizzlies down three games to two. The Lakers are a four-and-a-half-point favorite, but the BetQL model likes the total. BetQL has over 219 as a five-star best bet. They have this number at 227. I'm Joe Ostrowski. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today. How long does it take to tackle a home project? You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 